In this episode of Friends Fit 40s, we're going to think about dressing for the workout in the springtime. All the hots and colds about these days. We're also going to talk about taking a break, whether it be deload week, an afternoon in the sunshine, or just a moment in between tasks. Get your notebooks ready. Friends Fit 40s is coming up. Friends Fit 40s is brought to you by Laura Mullenbrook and Stephanie Whiteman. This is a podcast about our fitness and wellness journey. We are two working moms who seek to live our best life. However, we are novices in the world of fitness. We are excited to share our ups, our downs, and our roadblocks. Our journey has led us to emphasize the value of friendship, cooperation over competition, and celebrating the small victories along the way. This podcast is an invitation for you to laugh with us and actively construct your best day today and then again tomorrow. Welcome to Friends Fit 40s. Stephanie, what a gorgeous spring day it is today. In fact, I'm a little sad that our podcasting cave doesn't have a window. Oh, our podcasting cave should have a window. Right. Because it, I mean, it, the sky is blue, the grass is green, all the little flowers that are popping up. It's, I mean, it's on the cool side, but that's what spring's supposed to be. It's not supposed to be summer, right? And it's just amazing. But boy, what a difference yesterday was. Oh, yes. It snowed yesterday. It snowed multiple times yesterday. <laughs> not just once. Yeah. It was, I mean, it was still snowing at like three o'clock. I mean, yeah. nothing accumulated, folks, but it was crazy. It was. Yes. And so that brings us to our first topic about how, I mean, one, Mother Nature has a mind of her own. So. Which we love her for that, yes, right? we do. I mean, it keeps things from being boring. Exactly. So, um, and, and makes it so that you don't completely put away your winter gear because you never know when you have to bring it back out. But also makes us think about how we dress differently for our different types of workouts, depending on where or what the weather is. And this is not going to be a surprise to you all if you've listened to us at all. But Laura is a master at this. I mean, I'm not sure we're master at Oh, you it, are. <laughs> I oftentimes will get a text. Today is the temperature. This is what you will be comfortable running in. And this is what I will be comfortable running in. I guess that is true, especially yep. when it comes to, to coolness. Like, I'll, you know, I'll try to, especially in the winter, you know, I will look and see what the feels like temperature is because that makes a difference. The wind chill makes a big difference. Oh, it does. Like on a day as yesterday, if we were going to get out and run, where it was feeling like 27. Right. Cold. In April. We're not bitter. Yeah. <laughs> that perhaps I would need some fleece line leggings because once it gets below 32, you have to have the, I have to have the fleece line leggings. I would need a tank top to keep my core warm. And then I would need... Probably two long sleeve tops, one that's not cotton, but wicking, and then the other needing to be some type of fleece and preferably a three quarter zip type thing. So if you get hot, you can unzip it and have a little cool as you warm up. And then, of course, a headband and gloves if necessary. Whereas to Stephanie, contrast, yeah. 
In 27 degrees, I start with a fleece line legging and a tank. And then I walk outside and realize it's cold. And then I come back in and I add something on top of it. It could be cotton. It could be lycra. It could be spandex. It could be linen. Please. And then I go back outside and I see how it feels again. And then I come back Back on in and I add something on top of it. And I usually layer up to five. Yes, you do. And then I go outside and Laura's like, don't forget, you have to have a headband. This one needs to go over your ears. You are so right, Laura. I go back in and grab my headband and my gloves. And then we start our run. Yes. So that is how we dress if it's going to be that 30 degree day. I like to have leggings with pockets because if I start to get warm, I can take those gloves and headband off and stuff in my pockets and not have to like hold on to them. So that's always a handy, handy plus. So when I take off my gloves when I'm too warm, I wish I had leggings with pockets. But until then, I haven't thought about the pockets. <laughs> Good thing. If I have pockets, usually I have two. So you can put some in my pocket. You all need to have Laura as your running friend. <laughs> so on the contrary, if it's nice outside, and I'm not going to say hot, I'm going to say a nice temperate, you know, so maybe like 50, 60, maybe like today. Okay. So the opposite of yesterday, what we wear for that. So if it's in, you know, sunny, 50, obviously it's going to depend on the wind because if there's wind, you're going to need more layers than if there's not wind. But we're going to pretend like there's no wind. Um, definitely like a, a full length legging or maybe a capri legging, possibly with some air vents to help with the airflow because I get hot just working out. So the airflow is going to help me cool. A tank, of course, and then maybe just one long sleeve shirt uh, to wear in the beginning, but probably won't keep it on long because quickly I'm going to get warmed up and it can come off and go around my waist. Yes, that's an easier day to plan for um, because I only have to go outside one time and check the temperature on days like that. <laughs> just one time. And usually yep. she's if she's not dressed to perfection that one time out the door, it's fixed within the next time. So yes. it's not it's not a multi-trip out the door outfit check day. So completely opposite to that, you wouldn't think, but dressing for the gym. Oh my gosh. I can't ever figure out how to dress for the gym. And honestly, this is probably one that I'm not an expert at either. Well, part of my issue is that once I'm at the gym, I can't just go home and change. Right. right? Like I've got to actually think about what is this gym going to be like when I'm there? Right. Okay. Because so that's my first issue. Uh, now I see it. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Why that would be your first issue. My issue is, is that especially if it's in the winter, you know, the dead of winter and we were, when it was too snowy out to run. And so we'd go to the gym to do the treadmill. You'd obviously, you're going to have to go from the car to the gym in the elements and so you want the full length legging, but when you get inside, the full length legging is almost too much. It's too hot. There have been times in the middle of winter where I've wanted the bike shorts. Yes. It's so crazy. so crazy to me. But let's just note for a minute that when Laura walks from her car to the gym, she has boots that she puts on her feet that are car to the gym boots. And then she puts those away in her bag and, and brings out her running shoes for the treadmill. Well, I just, I just have my dad's voice in my head when I drive, when it's snowy and that you, you, you bring the coat, the gloves, the boots in case you get stuck that you have to walk. 
So if I'm if I'm wearing the biker shorts and I just brought a pullover and maybe no gloves and my tennis shoes and the car gets stuck, I'm going to be really cold going to get help. So that's why I have that. It's what my dad taught me. So it just it resonates and I continue to do it. But you know what, Laura? I think you're the winner with this every time. Now, in the gym, we also are toggling between a running workout and a weight workout. Definitely. Or, you know, yoga or something like that. And so we also have to bring that zipper jacket to kind of put on or pull off based on the type of workout that we're doing. All of this just to say that uh, this is the time of year where you need to kind of take stock of the outfits that you have and don't put anything away yet, especially if you're living in a place that has a wide range of temperatures. Um, Just note them, right? And uh, summer is coming soon enough where we can get more consistent in our clothes and less in our items, right? Um, But being thoughtful about the temperature, the week, and the location are all going to help you and your fitness partner be successful during this springtime. Here we are, about eight weeks from our next half marathon. Laura, I'm kind of nervous about this one. I know. We've done it before, so we shouldn't be nervous. We know we can get the mileage, in, and we know we have the base. We've just had a few hiccups. Yes. And, I mean, I got that just makes for a good story, yeah, I guess. Yeah, it does. <laughs> our training had its own mini blizzard. Right? Well, I mean, we had some snow and lots of snow, actually, in cold weather. But we also had planned for a deload week. Yes. Because we knew it needed to be done with what we were doing during spring break. Uh, Stephanie was going to be out of town. And that just made sense. And we'd also been, I mean, we hadn't really stopped since our other half marathon. So, and we've been adding strength. And I think we definitely both noticed how we feel differently when we do strength workouts. Yes. And how it can be um, a bit more taxing. And so it was just time to have a natural deload week so that we could then hop back in afterwards and work towards this other half marathon. But yeah, so we ran into some hiccups. So Laura, just talk for a second about what is a deload week. Oh, that's a good idea. So a deload week is an opportunity to have a temporary reduction in training to give your body and your mind a rest. It's important to do this Uh, so that you can continue to move towards your goals. Essentially, it's just a time to unwind, catch up on sleep, avoid the stress, because even though you don't think of working out, oftentimes, especially because we like to work out to take the stress away from the day, it is stress on your body. So a deload week is an opportunity to avoid the stress from the workouts or have less stress if you're just doing a reduction of your training instead of a week where you aren't doing any training. Okay. So you get to take a break every once in a while. Yeah. When you're working out. You do. You do. And so that spring break seemed like a great opportunity for us to do that. We just 
managed to make it be a little bit longer. <laughs> yes, we did. So I was going away for spring break. We planned the deload week for spring break. So we trained right up until then. I went out of town and then you got stuck. I got stuck um, with all the plane fiascos that were going on during that time. And you were gone a couple more days. Yes, I was. So I was supposed to be back on Sunday. Plane canceled our trip and didn't reschedule until Tuesday. So and it was going to be Tuesday late. So that was going to be no exercising Tuesday. I'm going to leave the airlines unnamed, but it was in the news when all of that happened. There you go. Left us stranded for two days. <laughs> and then we went a couple more days because during spring break, I mean, why not have a little fun and catch some COVID, Laura? Yes. I mean, Laura caught Laura caught herself some COVID. I did. I'm pretty sure it was for one of my sweet students. Gotta love them dearly. But, um, you know, they come in with uh, lots of germs. And that week before spring break, actually, my IA and I both did. So we ha- we are pretty confident. It was from one of our sweet darling students. I mean, I'm very thankful to not take it lightly or make fun of it because I know a lot of people struggled a lot with COVID. Yes. Um, And I am very thankful that it was a mild case. But what it really did do was just it was taxing and tolling, um, you know, constant days of headaches and just no activity. And actually, I had planned on doing a few light runs spring break week, but I got one in and then the next day, I started to feel bad and that's all I got. So right. we went a couple more days to rest and uh, here we are on this beautiful spring day and we're going to attack it tomorrow. Yeah, and, we are. And get back into our training. Exactly. So we ran yesterday and we are get, working on getting everything back into gear. One of the great things about working with out with a fitness friend is that a deload week is planned and then your fitness friend says, okay. We got to get back on the saddle. We got to do this thing. And so tomorrow we're going to go for a long run and we're going to continue our workouts uh, this coming week because we've got eight weeks until our next half marathon. One of my full-time jobs is being a librarian. I am a school librarian. And every once in a while, a fun little library post comes across my Facebook page and I find it interesting. And this quote, I absolutely love. It says this, we lose the habit of reading because we're afraid of wasting our time. We think we need to be productive and on the go at all times. But people are not machines and you are nourished by naps and fiction and basking in sunlight, no less than by food and drink. I love that. I love it too. Oh, that's that's awesome. I felt like that quote gave me permission to take a break. Oh, I agree. Yes. And sit and read a book in the sunlight, in a hammock preferably, is what right? I would like to do after hearing that quote. And as our world speeds up, and gets back to maybe a more normal way of living. One of the things that I want to take with me from these two years of craziness that we've had um, is the value of taking a break, reading a book, taking a nap, going on vacation, having a deload week. All of those things 
are ways that we can enjoy the people around us, the life around us, the intelligence in those folks that are writing and crafting and doing those things while also nourishing ourselves. Well, and it's taking a moment to breathe. Yeah. To be and to not go. Even if you're going you know, on a vacation, but it takes a moment away from the busy, whether that's in the book or in the nap or in the basking of the sunlight or in the trip. Yeah. So it it gives you that moment. And so I think about like, so what does it mean to take a break? And the very first thing that comes to my mind is friends. We were on a break. <laughs> break. Right. And so when you look it up and you start researching it, you get lots of that kind of break. Oh, yes. This is a different kind of break. Um, a vacation or a staycation is obviously that big kind of break. Those moments where we can just exhale for an extended period. Staycations for me are hard because if I'm at home taking a break, I'm at home cleaning. Yeah. But, you know, I do like to get that house organized and because I can do the organization and then like during the day and then in the evening, I can be like, I give myself permission to go out to eat and enjoy a glass of anything and enjoy conversation with my spouse or friends because I worked hard. Oh, I love that. During the day, you know, and so that is something I like to do if I'm staying at home for staycation, you know, is to, to do some organization at home and then take a moment oh, yeah. just ah, breathe. Hey, I worked hard and I got some stuff done and my my going back to work life is going to be better because of that. Yeah. So I love it. So vacation, staycation, those are the big things that you can do, right? But also breaks could be taking a tech break. Yes. Now, of course, you'll want to continue tuning in to Friends Fit 40s as we drop our new episodes on Monday mornings. Um, But tech breaks from Tuesdays through Sundays are perfectly okay. (laughs) Yes, that could be an idea. Also tech breaks from Facebook or tech breaks from the extended Instagram and all of those things can help us to kind of reframe ourselves and also pay attention to those things that are around us. Well, and I think a great way to do that could be that pick one night a week where when you come home from work that you don't get on social media if that's what you tend to do in the evening or TikTok or I guess TikTok is social media, uh, you know, but other your devices. Or maybe it's not one evening a week, maybe it's two. Or maybe you pick one Saturday a month where you're off, except for contacting friends and you only, you know, use text um, or phone calls. So you could just, you could almost make it a challenge. I know a lot of people are into challenges. And so it's gonna do your mind and body good. Yes. Um, But it's not saying you are never going to be on it. You know, right. I know a lot of people, that's maybe the only way they connect a, a friend. You know, I have a great dear friend, been friends for 30 years, and we don't call and text often. We'll catch up on each other through Facebook. Yes. And so pictures and postings. And so I think that allows you that opportunity um, to use it in a beneficial way. But then also if you plan the one night a week or two nights a week or one Saturday a month, then you are also giving yourself a break. 
Right. Yeah. So I planned this activity yesterday in my school where it was a tech break for students. And we were playing Lego. We were doing Lego races, um, creating things with Legos. Fun. Right. Yeah. So I told my students, I was like, okay, put all your cell phones away. Put your iPads away. We are doing low tech right now. The only tech that's going to be involved is the tech that's involved in putting together a Lego. And how did they take that? The first two to three minutes were really hard. And I was like, no, serious. You're going you're gonna, to like put it away. Like in your backpack. Like, I don't want to see it, it yeah. anywhere. You don't have to check it. You're not going to have to check it for 20 minutes. Right. So it was a little bit of that. But then after we started going... Then they got into it, and right? They, they realized, and they, yeah, they were having fun. They had a good time. So tech break was good. Another way to take a break is taking a day, right? A Sunday off, a Saturday off, maybe that mental health day that you need. And that day off might be just to not, right? Yes. I have a friend that takes pajama days about twice a year. And she's like, my, my day today is going to be to not get out of my pajamas the entire day. I may or may not read a book. I may or may not watch a movie, but I will not <laughs> get out of my pajamas. Get out of my pajamas. Okay. And I'm like, oh, I want some pajama days. See, and I, uh, that's not me, but right? that's okay yeah. because I feel like I need to get out of my pajamas. Now, I might stay in them till noon, like on a good snow day or something, but I do feel the need to get out of my pajamas, but to each his own. Right. And that's why, um, that's what makes the world great. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So how does this benefit us? Well, it allows us to reset. But here's the other thing. It increases our creativity and our productivity when we allow ourselves a break. Bonus. Right. Right. Yeah. And I noticed this with my students a lot. When I taught summer school, we would have a, our normal class is like 45 minutes long. Right. And so during the school year, we teach a 45 minute class. We change classes, teach 45 minute class again. But in summer school, they change it up. We teach for 30 minutes and we have a 15 minute recess. And then we teach another 30 minutes and have a 15 minute recess. It's just the way summer school is structured because it's nice out and sunny out and all of those things. And my kids were better focused during summer school and were able to learn as much in that 30-minute chunk as we did in the 45 minutes. Because, I'm not surprised. Yeah. yeah. And and I, th- I think about that in terms of me, too. I'm like, okay, obviously we need that play, that deep breathing, that exercise, those things in order to give ourselves enough of a break to be able to go back in and continue our work. So uh, I started looking up, okay, so how often is it that we should be taking a break? And you know the Pomodoro method, which is 25 minutes on and then five minutes off and then 25 minutes on and then five minutes off. You kind of use a timer. The timer is Pomodoro, which means tomato. So it's like a tomato timer, right? (laughs) There are other different ways that we can think about working and making sure that we maximize our productivity while taking breaks. And so um, some folks say that taking a break every 75 to 90 minutes is what we need in order to maximize our creativity and our productivity and minimize that burnout. Other folks say that you should take a break about 17 minutes for every 52 minutes that you work, which is interesting. Yeah, it's specific. It's based on a study looking at lots of people and and seeing how much they took on average and what they needed. Any way you slice the cake, any way you slice the cucumber or the tomato 
or the tomato. A break is important. And this might be your deload week. It might be your vacation. It might be your pajama day or your Pomodoro timer. Uh, but those things are absolutely essential in making sure that you are doing as much as you can to be happy, mindful, healthy. Laura, it is now time for our weekly homework. All right, guys, this is an easy one. What are your breaks going to be this week? So plan it ahead of time. Think about it. What are you going to try? Are you going to try the Pomodoro method? 25 minutes on, five minutes off. Are you going to work for 75 minutes and give yourself a bigger chunk or 52-17 split? Are you going to plan a half day over this weekend or your next day off to just do nothing? Think about breathing and reading possibly and enjoying the outdoor weather. What are your breaks going to be? And in the meantime, enjoy your week. Go. Move. Breathe. Share kindness with others. You got this. love friends fit 40s subscribe to our podcast leave a review and share the podcast with your friends tag us when you share so we know you are enjoying our work also follow us on instagram feel free to email us at friendsfit40s at gmail.com with your thoughts and comments we'd love to hear from you